We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now, people are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu from Blue Wire Podcasts. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Kotnick, and every other Tuesday, I get the wonderful opportunity to sit down and talk Green Bay Packers football with my podcasting significant others. It's Matt Fralick and Janelle Mackey. Guys, how are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? We haven't talked since the holiday passed. A lot has happened since then, especially for the Green Bay Packers. So how was your holiday? And how? more importantly, how have you been? Dan, very heartfelt intro. I can you, you brought the energy. I'm in the this, very this evening. It's past Thanksgiving, so we're in the Christmas spirit now. So this is Dan's this never is this nice. Dan. It's kind of no, weird. No, no. <laughs> yeah. We got we got a lot to talk about uh, this evening as we record. But I'm doing well. Uh, four days off from work and just Thanksgiving, kind of sitting around eating. It was good to get back working today. Um, obviously, it's easy, even better recording this on a victory Monday, beating the shit out of the Bears. Um, and some exciting news to talk about. Janelle, how was your Thanksgiving in Minnesota? 
Yeah, it was good. You know, got to see some family. We don't do the big thing. Obviously, we're smart about that. Just kind of some close family that we see all the time. And yeah, I mean, the cherry on top of a great weekend was watching that ass whooping the Packers gave the Bears. So Mm -hmm. that might be the first time I've ever sworn on this podcast, but it was justified. (laughs) But yeah, it was like, how can you hate a Monday coming off of a night like that? You know, it's it's great. This is the first time in a while we've got to actually record a happy-go-lucky podcast together. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's either been losses or really terrible wins, like the last Mm -hmm. three or four times that we've gotten together. So much much needed change of pace. I really enjoyed that. Let me ask you just a hypothetical to start off with, since we're talking about kicking the snot out of the Chicago Bears on Sunday Night Football. Jacob Westendorf, our colleague at Pack-A-Day, has been kind of, he's been trumpeting this around all day, that the Packers-Bears is not a rivalry, at least not right now, because of the record. What do you guys make of that take? Is is it still, do you still consider things a rivalry if the the record is lopsided one way or the other at any certain point? I mean, I, that might have been Janelle's first time to swear. I know I've sworn before, but that's a horseshit take from Jacob. <laughs> that is, that's a bad take. I mean, like not only, yeah, I mean that, and that's we're just that's just living in the moment, right? I mean, you could go back a few years and like, Khalil Mack was terrorizing Aaron Rodgers. Like it's just a couple bad games in a row here, two, three, four of them. Like it's. It goes and it goes and flows, right? I mean, it's never going to be always competitive, but through the history of the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears, there's so much history there. You could go ten years without either team being relevant, and it would still be a huge rivalry. I mean, it's one of the biggest rivalries in all of professional and amateur sports. Yeah, and it's like you you try and understand what he's doing with this take because. He is in Illinois, so he's kind of surrounded by them, probably trying to poke fun at them, you know. Oh, it's not a rivalry because you're not very good. But, yeah, I. how can you say it's not a rivalry? It's been 100 years worth of Packers-Bears. So it's, you know, it's not like I'm like, oh, well, you know, yeah, it's Sunday Night Football. It's against the Bears, but they haven't been good. So, you know, it doesn't matter as much. No, it it matters a ton. It's kind of like Mm -hmm. it's kind of like Vikings week for me. You know, it's you it doesn't maybe feel like it leading up to it and then all of a sudden game day hits and it's like oh baby here we go Packers Bears the rivalry and you just never know what's going to happen in a game Packers versus Bears it's a divisional game it's a rivalry game it it doesn't matter how bad one team is or the other it could go any way because that's just the history of these two teams so yeah I disagree with Jacob I see what he's doing but (laughs) I'll say it in a nicer (laughs) way than Matt did but I see what he's doing, but I don't agree with it. Yeah. It, I'll say, I don't think he's saying it's not a rivalry. I just think maybe like the rivalry kind of like loses something with, with the record. And I don't agree with him. And I understand where Jacob is coming from because as a fan of the team up North, I understand that his biggest rivalry against my Ohio state Buckeyes is something that he would maybe not consider rivalry right now because it's been about a decade since they've been relevant in that game. So I understand where he's coming from in all of this. And trust me, I hear it all the time from both <laughs> sides of, of the Ohio State-Michigan thing. Well, it's not a rivalry if you beat the snot out of somebody this much. Trust me, as an Ohio State fan, I look forward to the 60-point 
uh, SmackDown that we lay on that team every single year. And the same goes with the Chicago Bears. I don't care if this rivalry is 20, you know, 20 wins in a row of 40-point deficit. It's a rivalry, and I love kicking the crap out of my rival. So, And it just it hits different when it's that rival. You know, yeah. scoring 40 on, let's say, like the Texans earlier this year maybe doesn't feel as good as scoring 40 on the Bears, and that's just because of the history of it. And it's like you can have your right-now rivals, kind of like how Seattle and Dallas can be, mm-hmm. but this is like the all-time rival. Yeah. I don't I don't want to see my rival do good. No. <laughs> like – like I hate I I that that I always hated that is like I don't want to see Michigan do good. I don't want to see the Bears, Vikings or Lions do good. If it was if I if you gave me the opportunity right now that we would kick the crap out of them every single year like I would take it. I'd never want them to be good. I want them to go winless every single year. So Absolutely. Screw the Bears. <laughs> um Let's talk about good positive stuff for the Packers here. This was this was a fun little this was just a little cherry on top of that Sunday night game, I tell you what. Uh well the first one, kind of a small one. I, I think a lot of people this if I remember right and I'm reading things right, I think this was already expected, but just mm-hmm. the Packers ex- um making this official is uh from the Chicago Bears claiming the defensive lineman Anthony Rush off of waivers. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only in his second year, so just kind of one of those rotational guys to throw in there into the middle. I really, you know, am excited to see what maybe comes of that. But the big news uh, today, guys, the Packers signing wide receiver slash kickoff return specialist Tavon Austin. Um, initial reaction when you saw this drop on Twitter like three hours ago. Yeah, so we had heard some grumblings, I think, around Thanksgiving that they were bringing him in for a workout, um, mm-hmm. and I tapered the expectations. You're like, well, he, even if they're going to sign him whatever day that was, he wasn't going to play Sunday. But I'm pretty excited, to be honest. Um, it's better than Traymond Smith, better than D- Darius Shepard, whoever else. I mean, in my lifetime of, I don't know, a couple decades of watching football, Tavon Austin's one of those people you can throw into – kind of a class of his own with guys like Devin Hester, Cordero Patterson, uh, Josh Cribbs, um, guys that can really change a game by a single play, whether it be a punt return or a kick return. Now we'll see if Tavon still got a little bit of a juice left in those legs. I mean, being out of football for at least a year now, um, last action he saw, I believe was with the Cowboys um, and still was productive there in the special teams game. But um Definitely tapering my expectations when it comes to him on offense. I would be very, very disappointed and probably even more concerned with the wide receiving core if Tavon's getting snaps out there um, in that Matt LaFleur offense. But I'm excited to see what he can do um, because at this point, Jacob talked about it on Sunday. We're giving him a lot of publicity here. But he talked about on Sunday on one of the game on Wisconsin pregame shows just talking about all he wanted to see from uh, Darius Shepard over the weekend was just one hand in the air waving over his head during a punt and then two arms out for the kick or the touchback. So it's like I, I think Tavon can do a little bit more than some theatrics out there. So I'm excited what, to see what he can do for the special teams group that desperately, once again, year after year, seems like it needs a little kick in the ass. Yeah, and obviously it kind of seems like he'll be more special teams. Like you said, Matt, it would be kind of odd to see him filling in a wide receiver role, especially right now, maybe down the line. We don't know what he'll look like in practice, what injuries can flare up. Obviously, our receiving core has been pretty banged up. I think they were all on the injury report going into the Bears game at one point in the last week. So I think he brings a lot 
of unique play to the table because, yeah, you kind of touched on. We have never really had somebody this exciting to watch for returns. And the last few weeks I've kept saying, you know, no Tyler Irvin, that's the X factor because the special team struggles and, you know, not knowing where you are on the field, muffing it, fumbling it, whatever. But after watching Tavon Austin's highlights, just what he can do with that return can be game altering. And we've never really had anybody like that. So it's really exciting to see. And like you said, kind of the speed, hopefully he still has his legs under him because that's another thing that you notice in guys like this is you can't train speed. So when you see a guy who's fast that can also benefit the team in such a great way, it's awesome. And it gets me so excited. And, you know, it might be cool later down the road if he does get a couple from Aaron Rodgers, you know, finally uh, a first round wide receiver Aaron Rodgers can throw to. I know everybody's going to be so excited about that, but yeah, I, I really didn't see anything that I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm really down on this signing. No, I'm, I'm hyped about it and I'm excited to see what he can do. Cause yeah, we don't know what Tyler Irvin, his situation will be. And you never know, this is a guy you can throw into a sweep if you want to, or, He's a long ball threat or he's a returning threat. So he's got all these pieces to him. And I'm excited to see the way that he he fits in to this team. Do you think that there's a chance that this means the end of Tyler Irvin with the Green Bay Packers? Because Irvin kind of they list him as a running back, don't they? On on the yeah. on the chart. So I mean, like, he's not taking up he's basically taking the wide receiver spot of you would assume. Darius Shepard or or Malik Taylor. We they, right. I don't think the I don't think the um corresponding move has been made just yet, but he takes a wide receiver spot, but you know, does this does this hamper anything that uh Tyler Irvin might contribute moving forward? I think as far as his productivity on offense, it's been fine what it needs to be. Now, he's not doing himself any favors with the injuries and not being out on the field the last month, it seems. So that might open the door potentially for Nathaniel Hackett and Matt LaFleur to kick the tires on Tavon, running those jet sweeps and jet motions. Cause I mean, like Janelle said, you can't teach speed. Um, he, he definitely could probably run one of those plays. He's, he was somewhat dynamic in the Dallas Cowboys offense when he was used with Kellen Moore, they would run him on some jet motions and whatnot, some weird bubble screens and, um, motion routes so maybe it's it opens up the door with Tyler Irvin being injured but I still like what Irvin can bring um when he's fully healthy but there could be the potential there to try him not only at the the special teams game but also in those limited snaps on offense too 2020 has already reshaped how we work and it's almost over businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient which means every hire is critical indeed is here to help indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to CompScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. 
Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply. So the other part of this thing, too, is Kenny Stills is still sitting out here. That's mm-hmm. been kind of the like Twitter uh, fan favorite ever since they didn't trade for Will Fuller. And then it was announced that Kenny Stills would go on waivers. Do you think Kenny Stills is still an op- uh, an option out there? Do you think that if so, we said Tavon Austin takes a wide receiver spot. Do you so? Do you think they pull the trigger on somebody like Kenny Stills and take up another receiving spot? And who you know who gets cut? Who makes you know who has to make room for him? And would, is that something that you would want to see the Packers try to take a, a stab at with Kenny? Kenny Stills is a good football player. I I like what he brings. I think he's a pretty intense dude. Um, I don't see any character issues with him too much, but I think right now with where the offense is, especially with the receivers, they're all healthy. Um, you know, everyone essentially everyone contributed on Sunday, but you didn't really see much from MVS, and that may have been just with Lazard being healthy, EQ being more into the mix. Um, I'm pretty set where the receivers are right now. Um, you know, who knows? You could ask me a week from now after the Eagles game, and all of a sudden someone's banged up and they need a guy. So um, at this point, I'm, I'm okay. Um, and I think the fact that he maybe passed through waivers might tell you a little bit more. Maybe there's not as much left in Kenny Stills as people thought or that talent. Maybe it's just more of a name than talent. But um, I, I'm all set with Kenny Stills. I, 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 don't, I don't have a need or a desire to have him even come in for a practice. Yeah, if you ask me maybe like a month ago when – you're missing guys like Adams and Lazard. It's like, yeah, anybody get him in here. But yeah, everybody was active last night. Everyone was ready to go. There's always the concerns, you know, with MVS and his, I think it's his Achilles and Lazard kind of taking that hard hit right to the core. And it's like, that's kind of scary. But yeah, especially with bringing in Austin, now it's like, okay, well, if need be, we have this guy. And we still have guys like Malik Taylor too that can step up. So I don't know. I don't, it would be cool to bring him in for a workout or something but I don't have this dying desire to bring Kenny Stills in now that we're kind of sitting okay with the receiver core and everybody seems to be playing well and getting involved you know last night everybody even EQ kind of breaking out of his shell so it's not it's not a need at this point um yeah like you said Matt maybe in two weeks my opinion completely changes and it's like wow we need to go get him now but Mm -hmm. I'm content with what I see as of right now on Monday night. Yeah. And you know, who knows, maybe, maybe Tavon Austin does, does something. I don't think we're expecting that, but maybe as practices go on, Aaron Rodgers becomes a little bit familiar with them. I wouldn't, I, I'm not expecting it just because of how late in the season it is and how, you know, how different practices are right now with, with COVID and everything. So that'll be interesting to see how it, how it, how he develops into the offense, if at all. Um, but yeah, I sort of agree with you guys. Like he would be sort of a nice little piece to add, but I just don't know how much it really changes the, the, the dynamic at mm-hmm. this point in the season. Yeah. Um, well, let's, uh, let's look at the here and now guys this week, the game coming up against, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so Packers are coming off of a huge win going into this game. Another one where they should be favored, probably about the same. Um, and it's almost kind of, it's, it's weird that it's almost like a similar situation with, uh, with the Eagles of 
not really sure who their quarterback is. Um, couple talented pieces that fly all around, especially on defense with Darius Slay. So it's a very similar, I, I feel like it's a very similar kind of scenario. Well, but let me ask you this. Is it more embarrassing this year to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who the Packers almost lost to, or a team, literally any team, out of the NFC East? Oof. That's a really good question. I thought you're, um, I... I feel like considering the way the East looks, I would have to go with any team out of the East. Really? I would, because the Jags, they just, they always seem to have some kind of fire lit in them, no matter how bad they are. They come out and play hard, and you just watch these NFC East teams, and it's just like, oh my gosh, it looks like backyard football sometimes. (laughs) Like, it's just, it's not, it's not pretty, it's not fun. It's fun when they play each other, because it's an equal matched game, but... I don't know. The Jaguars, they just, they always seem to bring something to the table and kind of catch you on your toes. So even though they're, they're better than their record, whereas the NFC East, they, they fit their record. There's just so much talent in the NFC East. Like I know like the teams aren't good right now, but every team has players. Like they have multiple players that could be good at any given day. They just can't put it together. We're like the Jags, like rookie quarterback right now, rookie running back who's blowing the top off the league. And like, Besides that, I, I mean, there's not much there to be excited about. I, I would be more embarrassed for the Jaguars, but I mean, it's it's not it's not that big of a margin to be point. honest. It's really you should just it's move pretty the darn Jaguars close. into the NFC East and just call it what it is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the NFC East should just be like the relegation <laughs> for like the, the so like the t- the team that wins the NFC East gets to come play in the NFL. But if you don't win, you you're the last team in the NFL. You Get sent I'm, down to the I'm NFC having East. a really weird deja vu. I feel like we talked about this like a year ago, something <laughs> like this, where it's like you know the the ex the top XFL team gets to come in and the bottom NFL team yes. drops. Do you remember that? I was gonna I, say that's. I mean, it would be like a feeder league, but I feel a, like yeah, was we this had Matt and I pre Dan like or? <laughs> no, I think we might have had this conversation all together, and that was. Uh, I think we just solved the problem that we never knew we we. It was just so easy. You just take one of the leagues or take one of the conference, take one of the divisions that is struggling mightily, and just turn that into the feeder program, and that and there you're set. You got the interim between the uh, NCAA and the. NFL. There you go. <laughs> simple, simple solution. That's right. So the so the <laughs> NFC East will play. They'll play each other six times. So right. you got six games there, and then you just play like the top two teams from the Power Five conferences. So you'll play like you'll play like Sweet. Ohio State, Alabama. Yep. And, like, you'll look good in your division, and then get humbled. And... <laughs> <laughs> give any give. Guys, it just works too damn well that it can't happen. Like, every piece fits together with this. I am definitely going to vote Dan Kotnick as the next NFL commissioner. (laughs) He will get it done for us. Oh, geez. (laughs) Um, All right. Back to reality. (laughs) Things things that can actually happen. With this this week, um, storylines for the Packers this week, thankfully, there's really not that many because the Packers played so well on Sunday and – came out of the game relatively injury free that it's really for me like the storyline is just keep doing what you're doing like everything you just did on Sunday just do that again like do that more the the biggest thing for me this week is obviously Corey Lindsley but that's not even so much of a storyline for this week because 
he it's not as if we're expect like there's a chance that he can come back like it's uh Matt Matt LaFleur I'm trying to make sure that I I say it correctly now um he he said it's not season ending but there's really no chance he comes back this week so really guys like it's just just keep doing what you're doing especially along that offensive line like that's been that that's been I I I want to say like the MVP like Aaron Rodgers playing MVP but the MVP of this team is the offensive line this year the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BlueWire at BetOnline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I totally agree. Like it can't go unnoticed. Like there's been so many years where you've had just shambles on the bookends, or like someone like. Um, Evan Dietrich Smith taking snaps at center or just like guys that it's just like, dude, like you're not, you're getting blown up. Right. And just like, maybe even if you want to pick one specific person, it's Elton Jenkins. And I think he, to be honest, isn't getting enough praise as crazy as that sounds. Just the versatility as a second year guy, just at the drop of a hat. I mean, it's the exact same scenario we had two weeks ago where he just has to get thrusted in there at center. And it's just like, yep, give me the ball. Like I'm good to go. And you're able to see John Runyon take snaps, John Runyon senior, John Runyon Jr. Excuse me, not senior. Um, but they've been just steady Eddie. I mean, it's it's worked well for the passing game, the run game. It's it's fantastic. So at this point, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see that Lindsley. They were saying that he's possibly out, and it was the back last week. I guess now it was the hamstring. Um, Dan said that he's more than likely going to be out from Matt Lafleur, but. Um, I mean, it's it sucks because Lindsley's one of those guys we've talked about in the past that it's like, you know, is he going to get resigned? And at this point, it's, you know, back-to-back injuries, not the greatest, but hopefully he can rebound and his position will be ready for him when he comes back healthy. Up until then, mm-hmm. um, Elton Jenkins will be get, keeping that ball warm come December. Yeah, and I, last night on Twitter, I was kind of posting some stuff about the offensive line because, yeah, like you said, the offensive line is so important. You know, I've brought it up about how they make our run game look good and obviously protecting Aaron Rodgers, especially when key pieces go down. I mean, we're missing Bakhtiari weeks ago and now struggling with Lindsley and Rodgers didn't get sacked at all last night against an amazing front seven. I think that has to tell you something about what this offense can do and the depth of them. And Elton Jenkins, yeah, he deserves so much praise. Like I said, he reminds me of JC Treader a few years back, if you remember him, mm. how he mm-hmm. was just some guy that if you needed him to get plugged in anywhere, he could do it and he would do it great. And he he's actually one that filled in for Lindsley a couple of times when he got hurt. So yeah, now it's, you know, Lindsley's got these injuries, not just this year, but he's also had injuries in the past. I say just, you know, we can get by without Lindsley. Keep Jenkins in there and have Lindsley just heal up because you want Lindsley for the later part of this season. Looking at the rest of our schedule, you should be able to get by without him and let him rest because you don't want him to come back, force it, and end up being out for the season. So, yeah, Elton Jenkins is doing a phenomenal job. And if he can, if they can play like that against the Bears, I'm pretty confident in 
these next few weeks if need be. And yeah, Runyon also getting a lot of praise from Rogers the last few weeks. And yeah, this offensive line, it's, it's exciting. You know, we, we have been so blessed at least since I've started watching football with just a solid offensive line and the depth of these guys. So Packers do it right when it comes to the offensive line, hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I think too, it, it has you have to give all the credit like you just said Janelle like give the credit to the Packers organization for doing this you go out and you got Billy Turner like one of your biggest offensive free agent moves in I mean hell that's that's the biggest free agent move they've made on offense in years you know you can look at Mercedes Lewis and Jimmy Graham but they don't have the impact that Billy Turner has Billy Turner is having a damn good season you know I I think that I think he's been he's become kind of a, a bit of a punching bag for for some people online and uh, I go back and look at like, look at every game that they've played this year outside of Tampa Bay, name one game where the offensive line struggled, you know? And, and I think, I think if you, I think if you line them up, line them up again, Packers bucks, I think that offensive line does better. I think that whole offense and team does better against Tampa Bay. If you, if you run it back again, um, like th- like this offensive line has been handling everyone, and and I I heard this I heard this too is you know well who's Billy Turner played who what kind of pass rushers have has this offensive line gone up and faced you know who they faced NFLers you know mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> they're not playing Rutgers like this isn't this isn't Ohio State plowing over Rutgers for for five hundred yards rushing this is a this is an NFL offensive line that has done fantastic all season long handled injuries at every pretty much every single position basically and is one of it's one of the strengths of the team and so then especially since i'm on a bit of a soapbox to all the people that say the packers organization has never done anything for aaron Rodgers, not many quarterbacks get to go out there and play behind an offensive line like that their entire career so um speaking of aaron Rodgers, i think one of the other storylines moving forward for this year or for this week and for the rest of the year, the milestones for Aaron Rodgers. He obviously hit the five uh, fifty thousand yard mark last night, um, which was awesome to see, especially on a shot like that to 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 Robert Tunyon. And then now three touchdowns away from the four hundred mark, which we have to imagine happens this week, right? Like it has to happen this week against a Philadelphia team like this. It should. <laughs> yeah, would, yeah. yeah. He's been playing hot. Like, why not? I think he could get three easily. Maybe they run the ball and go more to that, but it seems like their weakness right now is in the secondary. So yeah. three doesn't seem it's not, not too far fetched. That'd be awesome to get it. Yeah. It's, it's exciting, you know, and I, what was it last night after the game? They're like, what do you feel about these milestones? And he's kind of like, well, it means I've been playing for a while. You know, he, He's humble there, but you know we'll get we'll get the Pack McAfee side tomorrow when this episode comes out, and you'll get the real dirt on how he feels. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, but yeah, it's just like another thing. Just so blessed to have a quarterback like that who's just so fun to watch. And it's like he'll be 37 this week, and he's not playing like he's 37. You know, he's having a phenomenal year, and he's playing. He kind of has this kiddish vibe, you know, when he goes out there and celebrates with the team, and you're like, he's kind of like the the old man trying to be hip with the crew. And it's just, it, <laughs> it's so fun to watch him. I, 
it's hard not to just have fun watching what he does. And it's just, you're in such awe. But at the same time, it's like, he does this all the time. Like, we praise him so much yeah. for it, but it's not out of the ordinary for him to just do what he does. And it's, yeah, I he leaves me speechless with what he does. And it's like, only 50,000 yards, Rogers? Like, come on. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, all these milestones that are coming around and I don't know. I'm, we're just so lucky, and I just want to be able to watch him for as long as possible. Yeah, lucky for sure. Here's here's a question for you. Just blind guess. Who catches the 400th touchdown pass? Whether it be this week or, or whenever it happens. I'm going to say Mercedes Lewis. Ooh, big dog. Oh, yeah. You know, they've got that secret little bond going. I mean, not much of a secret, but, you know... They're kind of like the old guys on the team and they go do their handshake after a big touchdown. And yeah, I just see him kind of tipping his hat to Mercedes Lewis, giving him that milestone and who Mercedes Lewis, he also just hit 400 receptions last night. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's everybody's hitting the milestone. So yeah, I'm going to say big dog touchdown because they leave him open too much. It's just, it's destiny. I like the big dog. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go MVS just because he didn't get involved last this past game against the Bears. Um, maybe get a deep shot again. You know, he's he being Aaron Rodgers has has had a lot of praise for Marquez over the last few weeks, even this year, especially just saying that he thinks he's a good player, just kind of building his confidence a little bit more. So I'll go with him. Seems like the low hanging one would be Devonta Adams, but I I want to see someone that's a little bit a little bit of an outlier. Well, Devonta usually gets the first one or two. And then That's and then true. they share the wealth. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Devante Devante op- Devante opens up the seal and, and everyone else comes yeah. through. Um, I like MVS. I like MVS. I I like. I'm gonna go Robert Tunyon again. I think okay. I think it happens. He he got the 500 the or the 50 thousand yard catch. I think he gets it for for three touchdowns or for the for 400 touchdowns as well. So, I guess. Uh, yeah, we'll see see what happens. I'm sure none of us will be will be right, and it'll be Devontae Adams catching every mm-hmm. single touchdown <laughs> on Sunday. A hat trick for Devontae <laughs> to just prove us wrong. I wouldn't exactly. complain. <laughs> no, you know what it'll be? You know what it'll be is like everyone everyone on the team, like everyone that we've guessed scores a touchdown, but Devontae will be his one touchdown catch will be the four hundred touchdown catch. Yep. Just to like just, <laughs> just to, to piss spite us, us you know. <laughs> Exactly. They obviously pay attention to what we're saying. They listen every single they week. They pay attention to the media. I don't know why people <laughs> don't think that they don't listen to us. Um, speaking of the team this week, guys, the Eagles, currently we're recording Monday night, so we're literally in the middle of Monday Night Football. So the team that we're going up against, how many t- how many weeks now has this been the case where the that we're recording on a Monday and we're watching the opponent that the Packers are getting ready for on this Monday night game? Um, so the Eagles are playing right now and actually doing a lot better against the, the Seahawks than I thought they would be. I thought they were going to roll over against the Seahawks, but so far have not done so, at least not on defense. Um, but the offense is where I want to look at for the Eagles, guys, because a little bit of a quarterback uh, controversy brewing in uh, in the city of brotherly love. Jalen Hurts was taking some first-team reps this week. There's been talk about him possibly getting more reps as the season goes on. I, I think I saw like he's only had two, I think it's only two passes so far this season. He's been in on a lot of like those like gadget kind of run plays. Um, but do you think, do you think that we see more Jalen Hurts this, uh, 
this coming week? Or do you think it depends on what we see out of Monday night tonight? So last week, I don't remember who the Eagles played. It's kind of irrelevant, but I just remember having a really, really bad taste in my mouth after watching that game, just watching how bad Carson once played. And I was just thinking, like, come that Monday, I'm like, when are they going to give Jalen a shot? And, like, went back and looked. I thought they spent a third-round pick on him. It was actually a second-round pick. Um, Doug Peterson had mentioned in a press conference after the game, someone asked him, like, hey, when, when's Jalen going to get a look? He's like, well, basically when the season's over, which would tell you, I mean, they're still fighting for that NFC, that, that troublesome NFC East, as we've highlighted already early in this episode. So um, the way they're playing right now in this game that Dan's highlighting is the defense is playing good, the offense is not there. So maybe if they lose and they're out of you know contention, I guess they wouldn't be because the NFC East is that bad. You would expect Jalen to get some more snaps, but um, he hasn't been on the field yet, and we're almost through the first quarter. I would like to see Jalen get some reps. I'm a, I'm a fan of Jalen Hurts. I think Carson Wentz, I don't know what's wrong with him. I mean, I know he doesn't have the best offensive line, as we've highlighted. The receiving core and the running game is very inconsistent and, you know, at, at oftentimes look very below average of what the league's um, talent level is. So, you know, it's tough to really say when he's going to get a shot in Jalen Hurts, but I would like him to see again an opportunity. I wouldn't like it to be the first game that the Packers play him and they have to scheme on him on a, you know, on a short week and something <laughs> like that. So, um, we'll see what happens, but at, at some point Jalen's going to get a look because they brought him in as a second round pick for a reason. Yeah. And Carson Wentz just hasn't lived up to the hype that he was supposed to. So yeah, I mean, like you said, we're just ending quarter one here of this Eagle Seahawks game and it's zero, zero. So their offense isn't doing anything, but their defense is doing everything. So I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe later after we're done recording this, Jalen Hurts gets to go in, depending on if this game really gets out of hand. I don't know. But yeah, it would be it'd be concerning to have to play Jalen Hurts trying to figure out kind of, you know, he's a younger guy. So it's like, oh, well, maybe he'll have those jitters that first game against like hopefully uh, a hot defense coming off of this Bears game. But yeah, you don't know with those guys where you don't know how to scheme against them because you don't have a lot of film film on them. You know, it can be kind of a big question mark too. So I I don't know. I think he should he should have already been taking snaps. I feel like I mean they have three wins on on the year. Like why keep Carson and why not try out Jalen Hurts? But I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see how long they keep Carson Wentz in before replacing him because at this point it's just. It's kind of just a joke at this point. Yeah, I agree. Because I'll tell you what, I loved Jalen Hurts in the draft. I I actually had, I loved him as like a, a late, like a third round pick mm-hmm. for like the Packers, you know, to grab him. Uh, that that would have, I, I would have loved to see him, uh, you know, wearing a wearing green and gold because I I think he's a really special project and yeah I think I agree with you Janelle (laughs) I don't want to see him the first time against against us but also at the same time too does Mike Pettin actually change his defense like uh from team to team or does he just run the same one so like does it really have that much of uh much of effect the holiday season's upon us so the cookie cutter is always the same for Mike Pettin's defense that is 100 (laughs) percent he's always consistent I thought you were going to say the cookie cutter for my for my Mike Pettin hate just every no, single no. week. No, no, you, you mix it up a little bit. Up. But no, that's uh, pulled that one out of the drawer. But yeah, it's uh, pro- probably not. No, it's looks it's about the same at this point. Yeah. Um, one other thing that I, I want to touch on um, moving forward for the the Packers and the rest of the NFL is just 
focusing on the the COVID issues that are going to be popping up the rest of the the rest of the season. We're, I mean, we're in the last month of the NFL season, and oh my god, by literal, <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, right? Sorry, um, <laughs> can bleep that one out later, <laughs> right? <laughs> this is Lombardi's bar. Uh, come on. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I need to, I need to reel it back in. I need to get it in. Um, but literally by hook and by crook, the NFL has not missed a game yet, which is insane. With all the, with especially after what happened this week with Steelers Ravens, which is now being moved to Wednesday, the Broncos not having a quarterback on the field. So, I think that's something that that, that has to be. That has to be on the mindset of every fan moving forward. Is it, it there? And there's no way to predict it. You could literally wake up and your team could be the next Broncos. Your team could be the next Ravens, where you have an outbreak and your game is getting moved around by literally almost seven days to fit it into the schedule. So, however, however we get through the the rest of the next two weeks, and hopefully we don't see any more of these weird stuff like. Moving forward, does do we start going toward bubbles? You know, when, when do when do teams start preparing for uh, you know those eventualities when it comes to when it comes to COVID and everything? Like that has to be a storyline that is on the rest of the NFL's mind the um, the entirety of the rest of the season. Definitely, like it, and we're getting towards you know, flu season, cold season, right? Like, and it's only, and it's people, I mean, especially in the Midwest, I mean, Mm -hmm. we're all, we all live in, you know, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota. Like it's colder, people are inside more and it's, it's only going to ramp it up. And obviously we just had Thanksgiving. So people were, you know, not following the rules as they were probably supposed to. So it's only going to increase the exposure rate and it's really going to become a race to if we can get to the end of the season because at that point then you have less than half the teams out you don't have to worry about them and it's a week by week basis you can kind of it's almost in its own bubble at that point but it's things are getting pretty dicey this last week it was it was bad and it's I mean it's not done right I mean the Ravens were still having guys test positive today that's why the game got pushed back from supposed to be on Tuesday when you're hearing this till Wednesday um, I mean, it's, it's really at this point, like how much worse can it get before you actually cancel a game? I mean, you got to call up a, a practice squad receiver who played like a few games at Wake Forest as quarterback for the Broncos. That game was awful, terrible. I wish I would have bet on it because it would have been a smash for the saints. And then you look at like the, the Raven Steelers game, you pushed it back six days. Like it was supposed to be on Thanksgiving. That was supposed to be the primetime game. That's the first time I think in like 15 years, I haven't had a primetime game and like, that was huge for the ratings, but like still, they're still going to have this game roll out on a Wednesday afternoon just so it can be, be played. It's, it's at this point, like what, at what point is it finally like the last, you know, the last straw to break the camel's back? I just don't know when that's going to be. So I think maybe it's a race to get to week 17 and get to the playoffs, but I really don't know. I mean, I would be shocked if they ever cancel a game at this point, but I, I don't know. You're kind of running out of options, especially with the lack of bye weeks as we progress to the end of the season. Yeah, and like you just said, Matt, the bye week, that was kind of the saving grace earlier in the season. You know, you could lose the bye week, switch the bye week. But, yeah, I mean, it's just getting bizarre. And you look at when it comes out, all the different game changes, because now obviously uh, 
if this week's affected for one team, then next week probably impacts. It's just kind of a snowball effect. And yeah, if you're playing a Wednesday game, then first of all, it's like having another bye week. And it's just, yeah, it's it's out of hand. And the Broncos thing really, it upset me considering like how I watched them handle the Ravens situation versus the Broncos situation. Mm-hmm. I I really sympathize for the Broncos because, yeah, you have this wide receiver coming in playing quarterback and... Thankfully, he scored as many points as Tampa did against the Saints, so not a horrible game, but (laughs) yeah, I had to get that jab in there. But it's still just, you know, yeah, maybe the Broncos aren't the best team, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't be treated like the rest of the NFL. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, we want the best versus the best against the Steelers-Ravens. It's a rivalry game. It's two good squads. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you're going to make this team play like how do you make that like it's different obviously because of just some contact tracing issues versus some actual cases but if it's getting so out of hand with these cases why not just cancel it like at at some point you have to say you know safety over money basically I know that's really hard for some people to comprehend but you have to consider the long run of what's going on and you don't want to force this and then all of a sudden the Steelers have an outbreak and then this possibly undefeated team is now having to struggle and all this stuff and I know the Steelers their players are really frustrated with everything going on because yeah you want that primetime Thanksgiving game and 2020s being a a b word and just this whole chaotic mess but yeah you're going into Wednesday and you're playing a football game from the previous week so I don't and what you do if you cancel a game i don't have a solution for that. I really don't know what you would do for that. They maybe should have figured something out schematically. If, hey, some teams aren't going to play as many games, then what do we do to determine playoffs or standings or anything like that? And I don't know. It's it's weird and it's frustrating. And hopefully we've been, we've been really lucky here, considering the way Green Bay has been with cases, to not have anything go crazy, you know, missing a few players here and there, but nothing wild. So I think as you get closer to the end of the season, you have to start considering, okay, well, do we start to bubble these guys up two weeks before playoffs start? Or how are you going to do this to ensure safety? Because when playoffs start, you need the best of the best out there. You don't want to be running with third and fourth string guys because all of a sudden there's an outbreak. You want to kind of do it. You know, we saw... NBA, uh, NHL do it where you just kind of bubble off and I don't know, maybe they'll pick two places for NFC and AFC and they all just play in the same city. I don't know, but that's something you have to start thinking ahead of before it gets there because you can't get to playoff week and all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, we really haven't figured anything out and now here we are with outbreaks. Yeah, I I think you hit it right on the head there, Janelle. There's been no... There's been no precedent set yet for this. The the NFL has been so inconsistent about what teams they'll they'll make excuses for or not excuses but you know exceptions for to move games around, who's being forced to play with, you know, depleted rosters. I the I mean the the Packers are a playoff team. Uh, they are they are playing against teams coming up here. Uh, I mean, you got the Eagles, you've got the Titans. Technically, the Bears and the Lions are are in the mix for the playoffs. Um, 
you're playing against teams that are are playoff uh, in playoff contention. These games are important, and the NFL is going to have to make room for them. And then, obviously, as we assume, the Packers will most likely make the playoffs. What happens when they get into the playoffs and and something crops up? There's just been there's been no precedent set yet, and and you know the next couple of weeks, the NFL is going to have to decide what happens. You know, when it comes playoff time, if they need to move games around, if games are in danger of being canceled, you know, whatever it is, the NFL needs to figure this out. It needs to happen now. And, and this week, we, I wanted to highlight in particular because this was just the absolute wildest week out of the entire NFL season when it comes to the, the COVID situation. Um, guys, as we wrap up here, is there anything else that you're looking forward to this week that you're kind of keeping an eye on? Anything that you want to touch on that we haven't yet? Not really. Um, the last thing of note, I'm sure everyone knows, week 14 versus the Lions was flexed from a new mm-hmm. game to a 325 Central. I don't really care when games are flexed, to be honest. I know some people do, but um, strange that game would get flexed considering the Lions are terrible right now. But um, yeah, outside of that, I'm, I'm excited to see the Packers just kind of hit their stride here as we get into the last uh, four or five games of the season and try to... Uh, make a run here at this thing yeah I just want to see going into this week obviously the offense we know they can be hot but for the first time we really were excited about this defense so I want to see that heat keep going into next week you know all the motivation yet they had three sacks two picks fumbles all this good stuff and for the first time we were able to really cheer about this defense and I don't want it to just be because Bears offense is bad so I want to see them keep that going and keep giving me something to be excited about on the other side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I want to, that defense this week was the most fun I've seen the defense have in a long time. I mean, time, Preston so Smith good. showed up. It was so fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what, that's, you know what, that's, there's something that we, we did kind of miss. A, and I think Matt kind of brought up when we were off air was Rashawn Gary getting the, getting the start over Preston Smith and getting, and getting some of those snaps and reps over Preston Smith. Like we've been, talking about a lot of people have been talking about and yeah it seemed like it kind of lit a fire under him sometimes that's all you need it's kind of like when you know in track when the guys who are running past you motivate you more than anything so sometimes you just need that extra push and maybe that's what preston smith needed or he just needed to play a bad offense i don't know (laughs) see in my case it was flipped because i was the kid i was used as the stick in all of this (laughs) stuff so if you're losing to kotnick You've got issues, and you and you're gonna be saying if Kotnick beats you in anything, then we've got issues. So if so, so the, I'm the stick hitting everyone to make sure that they they don't fall past the the Kotnick line. We called it. The Kotnick line. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, guys, uh, make sure you're sticking with us through the rest of the week here as we get ready for game day on Sunday. Every single week, we've got tons of content. Obviously, the only 365-day Packer podcast, so you'll be able to catch an episode every single week with some of the most talented people in the Packer uh, universe, if you want to call it. So make sure that you're following us at Packer Day Podcast on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends about it if you haven't already. Um, guys, where can people find you out uh, out there in the Twitter world and anything that you want to kind of promote and touch on? For sure. Um, you can find me and the boys uh, at PackersWorldwide.com. In our streams, we do uh, Packers Worldwide halftime hits during halftime of the Packer games. 
and on our Thursday streams for PWW Live. Um, check us out on all social media platforms and subscribe to our podcast and check us out on the streams. Your questions, comments are appreciated during those. You can find me on Twitter um, at Matt underscore Frey underscore. That's at M-A-T-T underscore F-R-A underscore. Janelle, what do you have cooking? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter for all my my bland takes or whatever you want to call them at big Mac underscore four Mac is M A C K. And you can also follow my work at the say it again network and that you can follow on Twitter at S I a network. Awesome. Um, I'm on Twitter as well at DK all the way. Um, then you can also find me Wednesdays at eight 30 at Lombardi's bar on the game on Wisconsin YouTube channel. And then also uh, articles and, well, it's it's crap. It's stupid crap on Game On Wisconsin. You put out a legit website, one today. So I, I, oh, I did, I did. I did. I actually i i wrote the i wrote the, the tape on Austin breaking news thing. But even then, Jacob Westendorf literally told me to quote "cottonick it up." So uh, did did not want the wanted the wanted the traditional cottonick uh, stupid slant <laughs> on things. So uh, speaking of stupid, also. Um, Will Fuller got suspended for six games for PEDs, so probably a good idea they didn't trade for him, right, Packer fans? <laughs> <laughs> um, with that, on that note, um, guys, until we talk again, do we? Sorry, that I had to. I wanted, I wanted to try and end it with that. But well, I was gonna, I, I was I, gonna oh. come in and Dan. This is the first time we've recorded since you slandered me on Lombardi's bar. Oh no! Oh, that's true. Yeah. I now okay. Hold oh. on. I didn't slander. We were. Oh, I'm literally like I was literally ten seconds away from ending this. You episode. were. You were so close. <laughs> I slandered only the state of Minnesota. Yeah, you. And I, I you will stand did, by that. You statement. did back off and you said I don't know enough about it, but you just let Jimmy and Todd talk about how everything about it is hot garbage. <laughs> I promote, I promote free speech in my bar. Janelle, if you'd like to come on to Lombardi's bar, you are more than welcome to come on and defend your state. I might have to one of these days. All right. We'll put it, we'll get, my people will get a hold of your yeah, people. Yeah, good call. Because I can't keep defending myself in the comments because you guys can ignore them. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, Jason's going to have to bring me on quick slants again and I'll keep <laughs> slandering you yeah, guys. Really. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, until we talk again, thanks for listening to another edition of Pack-A-Day Podcast. Uh, and until next time, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.